friends welcome to masters week is there a masters happening this week no that's been postponed however that is not going to stop us from covering the masters as if you know there's a masters going on anyway it's masters week so today in part one of this series we are counting down the top 15 masters ranking the top 15 masters from the past 15 years and we're going in descending order so the giveaway for today's show there's two of them one Smash the like button to the episode, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, and tell me your three least favorite masters from the past 15 years, and boom, you're in that draw for 20 DK bucks. You want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars? Easy stuff. Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you enjoy about the Pat Mayo Experience, and you're in that draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Don't be afraid to share the show around, create your own rankings, discuss the show, just link back to us so we can get maximum views, maximum downloads, because it's Masters Week. This is, strangely, not the biggest week of the year in terms of golf downloads, Jeff Feinberg, who is in studio with me. The British Open does the best. Really? Yeah. Why? I, at least last year, because it was the last one. I think it's more international feeling, like more people from the UK actually tune in. Okay. I, I mean, I have no idea sure. why. I don't know. The Masters and the British Open, for me, are I guess are one, two, uh, in terms of, I think, if I ranked uh, the majors. But I don't know, man. It's another, you know, Rochambeau, March Madness, opening day. Masters, like a little piece dies with each missed one. I was good without, I don't really care for college basketball, so I'm fine with no March Madness. I, I agree. I'm not like a college basketball guy. I couldn't even tell you who the top five teams in the country are, were. Yeah, were. <laughs> but uh, March Madness, still good times. Sure, it's fun. But like, if you had to tell me, you can have either the Masters or all of March Madness. I would oh, take the Masters. Uh, agreed. Agreed. But again, it's like, yes, it's just another thing that just feels, I don't know, man. It all sucks. When we finish, sucks. again, this is going to be two parts. We're going to go over the first bottom part of the list today. Tomorrow, we're going to go over the top part of the list. Then Wednesday, we're going to be doing a 2016 Masters rewatch with <laughs> Danny Willett donning the same green jacket. He gave me this green jacket. This is an official Masters green jacket. Not one I bought at a thrift store for $7. I can tell you that much right now. But... It's not just the two of us breaking this down. We all compiled our rankings together of the past 15 years, averaged it out. So it was rankings from Jeff, rankings from myself, and rankings from Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That is not my name. But you did the rankings. Yeah, but I, I, I thought this was a The Master Show. It's a battle I've been fighting for trillions of years. I like that you're not upset that the Masters has been postponed. You're mad, you're mad about the nomenclature surrounding the Masters. And technically, it's called Masters Tournament, not The Masters. No, no. The Master. The movie. I thought that's what we were discussing. Oh! <laughs> that's why I said trillions of years. Ranking our favorite, favorite points of pick-a-point? Exactly. I'm looking at the poster now. It's a great movie. Not a great rewatchable movie. Gets you real low. But if people have not seen The Master. Although not a golf movie, an excellent movie nonetheless. 
I think it's the last great Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. And for everyone who loves Joaquin Phoenix and Joker, uh, he's much better in this movie. Wouldn't you say, Tim? No, but I love what? this movie. Oh, come no, on. I don't give your head a shake on that. Joker's I, like I, I, I watch Joker. It's like barely watchable. It is tremendous. Interesting. You're the only what, person what, he, he he cut out on me. I didn't hear what he said. He says tremendous. The movie? Yeah, and you're the only person that it's not true. Tim. People didn't. People saw the movie initially. They're like, yeah, he's really and he is really good. And it's fine, but you know, the movie itself is barely a movie. If you say so, I do. I am saying so. And this just goes back to our discussion about movies, where Tim is a weird tweener between me and you. Film snob Pat Mayo, film not snob Jeff Feinberg. Tim is the worst of both worlds. He's like, he has pretentious takes on movies that have no requirement to be, you know, have pretentious takes about them. It's fun. Fun stuff. Uh, Anyway, well, go ahead. I would say, in all of this, no one is a winner. We are all losers. Even the person I'm about to label a winner is still a loser in this. But in the golf world, doesn't this benefit Tiger Woods more than anybody? I would think so. His yeah. health was like a major question mark. Maybe I'm overshooting that. Uh, but I was concerned, very borderline, very concerned the second he wasn't at Sawgrass and beyond. Although there wasn't really no Sawgrass or beyond. Um, Do you think this whole thing? is just predicated on, like, we need Tiger at the Masters. He told us we can't play in the Masters. Let's create this hoax virus so we can get Tiger at the Masters. Is that what you're saying, Jeff? It's not. I think you should take to Twitter. You'd instantly gain 25,000 followers. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. But if I had to say there was, like, pick one winner in the golf world from all this. Dogs are the big winner of quarantine life. Lots of walks. And my friend, who's so, like, anti-dog, like, won't get a dog, not a dog guy. No, just just because you don't get a dog doesn't mean you're anti-dog. I also don't want a dog. I really like dogs. I grew up with dogs one day when I feel like like the kids could help out. Then You like dogs? I don't know what joke that is. You like dogs? Dogs. Yeah, I like dogs. Yeah, dogs. But so my friend even, like, got a dog this week, which is, like, really weird. Odd time to go and purchase a, a puppy. Good time. Actually. No, I think it's the perfect time. Yeah, the perfect I don't think you want to be well, adding expenses right now. Dogs not cheap. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Now you have to go to the store more. You have to go to the vet more. All of yeah, the stuff. But you know, Jeff's real name is Rich Uncle Pennybags, and all his friends live at Boardwalk Avenue, right, Jeff? Yeah. No, this is not uh, from a shelter. No, it's, it's actually a, a good time to have a dog, a dog uh, breeder's home or anything like that right now. Like those places usually really, really, really like not dirty, cleanly. Listen, it's not my house, not my dog. At this rate, I won't be in that house for four months. Yeah, at least at this point. I mean, up here, I think we're, we're done till the end of June at the very minimum. But anyway, let's talk about the Masters because that's actually a lot of fun. All of these are available. At least the final rounds are all on YouTube if you want to go back and rewatch them. I had to go back and rewatch some of the or like... The, the one, the more recent ones, especially since we've been doing the show, are very ingrained in my mind. But, like, we got to, like, 2006. I was like, which one was 2006? Then I went back and I watched, like, an hour. I was like, oh, yeah, that one's not bad. So we did the rankings. We averaged them out. So we'll start right now with last on the list. The only person who did not vote this as the worst masters of the past 15 years was you, Jeff. Because <laughs> you hold a personal bias. 
I don't know how that happened. Yeah, yeah, who knows? I think I was very boring Masters, so that's why I voted how I voted. That being said, the vote, the Masters you voted as the worst Masters in the last 15 years, both you and Tim, I voted as the second worst Masters. So it's not like I was that off base with what you thought. True. So coming in at number 15 for me, number 15 for Tim, and number 14 for Jeff, the 2008 Masters with Trevor Trevor Immelman going wire to wire. Forgettable. Very forgettable. Most people forget that Trevor Immelman won the Masters to begin with. And it was never particularly close. Like, even going back to it, I tried to rewatch this one just for a little bit. He won it eight under, and that was over Tiger um, at five under. But he began the day at ten under. Like, he went into the final round. With a, let's see here, a two-stroke lead over Snedeker. This is the first time, like, Snedeker hit the scene. I remember trying Vince to adjust. caught him. What's that? Vince Neds caught him, and they were both at 10 under, and then he imploded. Yeah, and Sneds ended up, I, he ended up finishing third. Shooting, shooting a 77. Yeah, just looking at the chart here. Go ahead. And I think I've said this to you many times doing shows when Snedeker Big Picture gets brought up. He has said in interviews he would give up everything he's won in his career for this Sunday back. Yeah, he started birdie on one and then eagled number two to tie Immelman at 10 under. Then he went bogey. And then he got it going the wrong way very, very quickly. Sorry, they opened with bogeys on one, him and Snedeker. And then he eagled two and then bogey, 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 bogey. He actually birdied 12, and then he bogeyed the par 5, which is really strange. And Immelman just played steady golf the entire way, and that was it. There you have it. Listen, there are lo- every year we sort of break down the Masters that we've broken it down. You do sometimes reserve a couple lineups and or bets for guys that, if it plays a certain way... That two under a day guy isn't blown out of the water with the 15 under score. It plays right into his his wheelhouse. Yeah, it's almost like the, the year that Willett won at five under, that, those were extreme circumstances. But in order to get the Zach Johnson type winner, the Danny Willett type winner, you need the winning score to be seven, eight, nine under kind of thing. Like that, that's a range where everyone is kind of competitive. When you get to minus 16, minus 17, you're generally looking at like the elite, elite players going to win. Stuart Sink also came through this year. It's just a weird Tiger year because he came second, yet had no chance of ever winning this. No. It was like Phil. Phil Phil finished fifth and was never in contention. So that's, I mean, when when you base it on... That was when Casey really could have won, too, if he hadn't imploded. Who? Casey had the worst day of all. Casey, I think, went seven or eight over that day. Yeah, Casey started the day four back, and he didn't finish inside the top ten. But when we think about, like, great masters and we're doing these rankings, how much did you factor in how well they've aged in terms of winner? Of course. No, I don't think you can, I, I don't want to consider that. See, I didn't either. I considered, I like, the day of, like, how exciting. And it was mainly, like, final round related, to tell you the truth. Okay. Yeah, the things I said you can't consider is whether the winner held up and whether you had any personal gain. Those two things you can't count. You can only count sort of, how people in general felt about that Masters, what was the experience of that Masters, and how do people remember that Masters over time without using, you know, your own private feelings about it. I take back what I said because I made an error on my first assignment 
that I handed into the teacher. Yeah, you, you ranked the all, all of the masters. Yeah, all I the ranked time. the top, you know, fifteen masters of all time, and for that, I was much more where the winner held up. Like it got to a point where it was like I don't know how to do these last couple. Yeah, well, how do you how do you rank a lot of them that you can't watch that happened well, before you were? So born? it was even like oh that was Gary Player's like first win or that was like Arnold's first win in like sixty I think it was like oh so that one's gonna like get that spot. Well, so th- that sort of I, I think for that, that calculus that um, how I felt played a little more into it. But for the, yeah for this one it was all about Sundays and boring ones are at the back of the board. Yeah, you, you have a wire-to-wire winner. It wasn't super competitive outside of, like, four holes <laughs> on Sunday. And then Trevor Immelman ends up winning. Like, I do think there is some context about the winner when it comes down to it. Like, oh, Phil has two wins amongst the, in the last 15 years. Like, outside of his first win, like, that's a major achievement for Phil. He breaks through. He wins the Masters. When you get to the second and third, it's not like, oh, f- we got to rank this one highly. Phil won. You know what I mean? Like, but if it was his first one or if it was Tiger's first one, it would be a little bit different. I think there's some context to that when you're talking about multiple winners. Maybe. Maybe that's true. I had, yeah. And in that list I gave you of the all-time ones, I had Tiger's first and Phil's first very high after sort of the miraculous comeback ones. But, but I think that honest. also plays into how you watch it at the time, too. Like... I was more compelled seeing Sergio win his first Masters than I was seeing Phil win his third, if that makes any sense. Total sense. Like, there was, sure. more, dr- there was more drama. And for you. For like, and, and that went to a playoff. Guys, and just to pick that one out in a second, and hopefully that doesn't come up till our next show, but because uh, I'm not privy to how the yeah, polling Only went. I know what the results are. But that, you know, that feature, two... I don't want to overshoot these two guys, but uh, two Hall of Famers of our time. Yeah, but the and, and the tear down in the big picture of golf history, Rose and Sergio will have their place. But you know they're not like super heavyweights. But in our little era of me falling in love with the game, those are two of the greatest players of of my time as a golf fan. Yeah, so uh, the- I think very highly of seeing them battle down the stretch for uh, uh, an, an exclusive tournament. Rose is so cool and hip and oh with it. God. You can't help but cheer for him, right? He was so much more normal back then. Are you saying that he wasn't like everyone's at home during coronavirus and they're like baggy t-shirts yeah, and he's um, wearing his watch and Morgan Stanley shirt? Beyond obnoxious. He's trying to get them bucks, Jeff. If someone paid you to wear your well, Morgan Stanley all hat have... in a periscope, you would be all over it. <laughs> I stand by everything I say. He's just a very, like, try-hard, older, like, trying to be cool with the young guys. He's just got to be himself. And I don't think this is, like, a natural character. Because you cannot... How do I put this? If he was cool when he was 22, then I would back he can be cool at, like, 40. Okay. Like, with your look, I mean. But you don't all of a sudden, like... I don't know. Be the most boring dressed guy on the course and then try to wear, like, pineapples. Maybe he loves pineapples. Bombus. 
No, that's a sock. I say, I, the, I, I'm uh, wearing Bomba socks right shocks. now. Shout out Bomba, great, yeah, sponsor great. of the Pat Mayo yeah, Experience. Great. They donate to uh, with every purchase. I'm great less socks. concerned about that and more concerned about how comfortable these socks are. But it's also nice that they do the charity work as well. Socks, I mean, socks are... People overlook socks as a purchase in general. Socks and underwear. They just like whatever, whatever, whatever. Put a lot of time and thought. I put more thought into my socks and underwear purchases than I do like jeans purchases. Like, as long as the jeans fit, like, yeah, those look fine. But, like, you don't get to try on the socks. You don't get to try on Listen, the underwear. Listen, you sound like a GM that would draft a lot of D-linemen and O-linemen. I would. You're like a foundation guy. I mean, I would start with my quarterback. I mean, I would try, oh, to, sure. I would try okay. to draft the O and D-line first and then get my quarterback. The, I'd suck and then get my quarterback the next year. Yeah. And then there's stuff in place for him so he doesn't get beat up in the second year. Anyway, so that's it for the 2008. That's not a great one. Uh, coming in next on the list. Let's see here. Oh, apparently, I ranked this one 15th as well. It's supposed to be 14th on my list, 13th on Jeff's list, 12th on Tim's list. We have the 2014 Masters. Boring. Going into the final round, it shaped up like it was going to be really good. In his debut, Spieth was tied for the lead with Bubba at five under. Blixt and Kucher were a stroke back. They played together. Ricky and Jimenez were two shots back at minus three. Then you had Bourne, Furick, Westwood, Couples, Rose, John Senden, and Kevin Stadler all at one under. And then everyone proceeds to go out, blows up, except for Bubba. Bubba was the only person who finished inside the top seven to shoot in the 60s. And he won by three. Like It was very anticlimactic. You have to add color. We're doing a yeah, show. Listen, <laughs> I don't know, it's sort of like a Jonas Blix came on the scene. I do remember that morning with Spieth and Bubba. That was definitely interesting. But the day just very anticlimactic, uh, boring Sunday. I thought Spieth had it wrapped up when he went up by two. I didn't think he was going to lose that. But I was wrong. Just the way he was playing, he seemed like of all the people that we have on tour, no one plays Augusta National better. We didn't know it then. We know it now. I am surprised that he threw away a two-stroke lead uh, in that tournament. Shouldn't have. It was really strange, too, because he got it to eight under, like you said, and Watson was at six under uh, after he birdied, he birdied six, he birdied seven, and then he bogeyed the par five eighth, then bogeyed nine, then bogeyed 12 and parred the rest of the way out. Like, making par on 13 and 15 is essentially making a bogey. Hey, that was a tougher yeah. day, obviously. And 15, you can probably get away with par, but 13, you have to birdie. Generally speaking, like coming down the stretch on Sunday. Birdie or Eagle? Eagle's tougher, obviously. It's there, it's there, though. Well, I mean, that's a year where minus eight is the winning score as well. So birdies were not, I mean, the conditions just played a little bit tougher. So when you have the years where it's like minus 15, Eagle's likely more in play on 13 and 15 than it would be on one of the lower scoring ones. How did you guys vote this one? I voted at 14th. I had it 12th. And you had it 13th. Pretty much consensus. Consensus, bad masters, yeah. bad Sunday at least. Yeah, I'm curious on the ones that like we we just. There's a sharp. couple like huge disagreements. Yeah, I'm curious about those. The biggest one comes from Tim, of course, in it a does. very high ranking. Oh, one. I know. Uh, yeah, could already write it. <laughs> uh, number thirteen. We're gonna go back in the way back machine. Turns out we don't. It's funny because Tim is always big on like the you got to stop turning off your mic when you do that. I just turned it back on. I know, but you all—you have half the time you forget to turn it back on. 
and you don't need to like turn it off. One every just, like. 10 that's not miles. true because like you turn it on, it blows out Paul's ear when you turn it back on. Just turn away from the mic and cough. Cough into your uh, cough into your arm, and then we're good to go. Listen, coughing is like being diseased at this point. Yeah, you don't want to be coughing around me. Be bad news. But Tim, you always like hard courses, like with the U.S. Open. But all of your like worst rankings in this all came for the hard Masters. Yeah, because Augusta National is not a place I'm looking for, uh, you know, uh, high scores. It's not set up to be a course where there should be high scores. Uh, you know, I expect birdies. I expect eagles. This is not the U.S. Open. I mean, Augusta National, as much as we love the, the track, it's not a hard track uh, compared to other places. It hasn't been around long enough to be a hard track, really. So I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for fast greens, birdies, eagles, roars. That's what you want. That's what Augusta is all about. You don't get roars when you're making pars and bogeys. Tim essentially is saying that the mistake should only happen greenside. You know, the tight lies chipping, Correct. the three putts. But you have uh, fairways that are wide open for the most part. No rough. There's no rough. Unless you hit it into a creek or get stymied behind a tree, there is usually a play out from everywhere. What if you hit it so far left on 10, you hit it into somebody's backyard? And then it all happens. <laughs> But I don't, you know, we're not discussing that one on this show. That's part of the next show. As it, as it should be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's always an opportunity to save par, as Sergio taught us. This was just a bad tournament, this 2007 one, which is where we're going. Yeah, so 2007, Zach Johnson oh. wins at plus one. Retief, Rory Sabatini, and Tiger come in second. Uh, one shot back, two, shot, two shots back at plus three. Going into the final round, Stuart Appleby was winning at plus two. Rose and Tiger were at plus three, a stroke back. Patty, Von Taylor, and Zach Johnson were all at plus four. Bradley Dredge was the only player at plus five. Then you just had a group at plus six of Tim Clark, Luke Donald, Jim Furyk, Teef, Kelly, Rory Sabatini, Phil, and David Toms. And looking at the final leaderboard, like, Zach Johnson, Goosen, and Sabatini all shot 69 in the final round. They were the only three players to shoot in the 60s who finished inside the top 13 finishers that day. Zach Johnson didn't go for any of the par fives and two all week. Nope. Well, he's just not, not a long hitter then, not a long hitter now. Uh, and, of course, Harrington would go on to win the Open and then win a couple more majors. So he was at his peak form at this point, right? You almost are surprised he didn't, didn't win this thing. As you recapped it, I don't know how I had three masters that were worse than this one. Because this one was competitive on Sunday. Like, anyone really could have won. I guess. What? This is probably something I should have done in homework. But what do you think Zach Johnson would have paid this week? No idea. Because this is like Tiger at... Like near a peak level time, right? And it's a we, it's a year after Phil wins in two thousand six. Yeah, so, so got Tiger both those guys. and if if Harrington is playing at that level as well, he's probably pretty high. I have no I have no idea like even where Zach Johnson was in the world at this point. But the thing is, Jack Johnson doesn't just win when it's tough. I mean, he won the Open at the old course when that was not a hard setup that week. So it's not one of those years where oh, it had to play like this for Jack Zach Johnson to win. I, I don't. Just agree calling with him Jack Johnson, like the singer, Zach, the Zach acoustic Johnson. guitar I, guy. I don't think that this. It goes against type. He's not the type of guy who's just a grinder who will only win tournaments that are low, low scoring. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, high scoring, but 
I will go against that because that year at St. Andrews that he won, weather was not good. You could still score, but it was really cold. It was really rainy. It was a lot like the conditions at this Masters. Remember that was the one where Dustin was way out in the lead? And then they actually had to postpone everything until the Monday? Yes, I hated that. Zach Johnson's just bothers me. That <laughs> he, pre- he prevented Speed from winning three in a row. You should sure, him. hero. Fine. No, because he's going to do it. He earned it. That's when he was on his heater. That's when you got to pocket them. Uh, yeah, but Spieth also, we were talking about that open championship, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just missed the playoff. Yeah, he wasn't even in the playoff. Yeah. Um, he missed it by a stroke. Yeah, but there was three people in the playoff. So Spieth didn't even come in third. He came in fourth. Like, of our, this isn't a compliment. It's a backhanded slap to Zach. But of the last 15 years, Who's won two majors that's, like, his skill? Martin Keimer. Keimer, Keimer would probably be the I'd best. I'd say a call. higher – Keimer got to a really, really high world – like, a really high world ranking, right? When he – no, I don't want to see his number one in the world. I think he did get to yeah. number one. He won I the player. hold he, against it. But he won he the got, players in the U.S. Open in the same year, so he's pro, he probably got very close. Yeah, and that may have been at a time where it was, like, flopping a lot. No, because Tiger had reclaimed number one in 2013. With his five wins. And, no then, and then he got hurt again. Or, and then Keimer came around the next year. So he probably got enough points up. But yeah, I think that's a pretty good comp. It's like a shorter hitting accuracy guy. Because we just know Martin Keimer can't chip. When you get him to a place where he doesn't need to chip from greenside, he's actually really good. Because at Pinehurst, you can putt from off the green. And he was the only one that week who played really, really well. He dominated that U.S. Open. Oh, crushed. Probably, if we did a U.S. Open one, it might finish last because it was boring as freak. The Rory, the Rory at Congressional was really boring too because he just smoked everyone. Yes, but you might feel more tempted to give like a love point for um, it's his first major first of an all-time great player. And I know we're what not. You know, to Eric Compton. Eric straight he's had at, some heart yeah, he had like issues. A, yeah, he had, I think he got a heart replacement, didn't he? Yeah, it's but he had that real, before that tournament because they talked about it all throughout that tournament. They did, um, but I think he made. But he's had some reoccurring yeah. issues. It hasn't gone away. He's and a, he wasn't very good to begin yeah, with. Yeah, he was a grind. He's had a tough go. I know. You know, sometimes he gets exempted into the Honda because he's local or some of those tournaments. But I'm not. I'm not really sure. Zach, yeah, I don't know. Zach, two majors. Congratulations. Yeah, well, like Ky- Kymer's first major was one of the better PGA championships in he's terms of, like, excitement. With, he's going to finish with more majors or maybe tied with, like, Dustin Johnson. And it's Rose. Funny. Rose and well, Days got one, but lost of time. Adam on Scott Twitter, on Twitter, people love quoting Zach Johnson only for him taking a needless shot at, uh, at uh, oh, my goodness, what's the name of the course now? Uh, well, didn't he top the ball Shinnecock. at the Masters last year? No, no. Off the tee, like, for four feet? When he took those shots at Shinnecock uh, at the U.S. Open two years ago. No one talks about his Masters. They just quote him, uh, you know, c- complaining about Shinnecock. I disagree. Team. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I, think didn't, Zach, I didn't even remember he's. Yeah. yeah, it's the number one thing they talk about Zach Johnson, Tim. Yeah, more, pe- goes, more people talk about a stupid fucking yeah. caddy that used to do this. Yeah, sorry. He's got two major championships, and then number three would be when he got the shotgun blowhorn in his backswing as he was, like, putting for a tire win at the John, John Deere. Deere. yeah. Guys in, like, their riverboats. On Tim Twitter, this is what comes up. I've never... Yes. I remember it, but... 
Far more people remember Billy Phil. Horschel like spazzing or Phil. That was yeah. that, it was Billy Horschel spazzing at Chambers Bay about the greens, but Phil hitting the shot from down the hill. Like that's what yeah. people remember. To be honest, if you just told me guys that like eviscerated the USGA in the last like 10, five years, I don't even think I'd name Zach. Like it's just forgettable because it's out of character. So I disagree with that. I'm boring masters, but you're right. It was close on Sunday. Uh, he was up by three. After six, like with two holes to go, he was up by three. So at the very end, it wasn't super competitive. But for a while, it was close. Him and Goosen were kind of going back to back. Goosen, Sabatini, and him were all tied when they got onto the 12th hole. Goosen was actually winning for a lot of this day. I'd like to see the, this is such a loser thing to say, but like show me that four-day weather report from that week. It was. I believe it was cold. I don't necessarily know if it was super windy, but it was unseasonably cold this was also the masters that i i don't know where i was maybe like on a school trip or something i had no real like visual memories in like anything even doing like a little read back on it just very like a, like the immelman one forgettable but that's the whole thing that, that's why they're at the bottom of this list like they don't instantly pop to your mind is like oh yeah I, I remember what i was doing that day i remember where i was i remember who i watched it with this one just kind of came and went and maybe some of that has to do with who ends up winning as well. Like, if it's a bigger name who ends up winning, generally... I had that one voted on the number, too. Uh, untrue. You had it at 12. It came 13th. Me and you both had it at 12. Tim had it at 14. So let's go to the number 12. Tim was probably right. This is the one that you had in last place, Jeff. That's probably a Fifteenth in your rankings, tenth in Tim's rankings, eleventh in my rankings. Course record at Augusta National. Bubba put a ball in the water on like twelve or something. What? What are you talking about? This is Spieth wins the Masters by a lot. Yeah, sorry. Whoever was chasing, it got. It was just no one was chasing him. He was up by so So, much. Yeah, I gave up on the day. Phil and Rose as unmemorable a Sunday as I could have had. This was so the f- finished last. Believe this was the first year of the DraftKings Millionaire Maker as well. Well, Bert Wiesberger didn't win, so I turned it off. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Spieth, Rose, Phil, Charlie Hoffman, Dust. Yeah, this was the first one because Hoffman and Kevin Na were both like six thousand oh, dollars. They were like and the X factors. No, their- but they were like the very clear choices. So, like game theory, myself included, was like, well, gotta fade Charlie Hoffman and Kevin Na. They're too good of values. Everyone's My gonna favorite use them. part of this golf tournament was a couple of years ago at our friend's wedding when they were showing the, the uh, replay of the second round of this tournament. And he didn't realize a, the masters weren't going on and B it was a replay. And, and I was, was just heavily for Charlie Hoffman. And I was like, it's March. You fool. He, and was, he, was, like, he was betting me on the shots. Can I <laughs> say that um, just to like break in what we're doing for a second on the weekend, I noticed they're playing, like, whatever network has the golf, they're playing it. So I assume, like, maybe they'll play last year's Masters all through the weekend. They should just do Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Like, no. Sure, you're right. They should just pa- piggyback Sundays. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just put on the. Like, but like, I noticed, like, recently they've been playing the weekend of the event that should be on. Now, maybe that's just to glad hand a sponsor, you know, like Valero. You know, they, they pay a lot of money. So let's just put them on CBS for four hours. It's last year's event. Who won last year? Was Corey it? Connors. Oh, yeah. My point being is there are not the people that are a part of what we do 
and I say it a lot, it's more like my Your dad. dad. They could they watched that match play Kucher versus Kisner. It doesn't remember he's 78 years old. He doesn't remember. Doesn't remember. Yeah, but he, he knows care. that golf isn't going on right now. Yes, but he can just watch it. He loves golf. He loves playing golf. He loves watching the best players in the world play golf. So it's like, oh, Kucher has this crazy up and down. He doesn't remember it. He's happy to watch it. Kisner hits a 40-foot putt. Like, it's all still real to him. It's like it's happening in real time. I assume the same the, thing happens with Tim. Sure, and a lot of it, but I'm just saying there, there are... Sorry one, of the great things about this, one of the great things about this break is that Twitter basically designed a match play type tournament for golf. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> actually just Clay Travis. Great idea. I'm not going to lie to you. Sure, of course. He invented the match play. At this no, point, I remember just... it because Cooper was my one and done last year in the match play. He, he's like that. Steve Allen, inventor of Pog. If if Augusta just came out this week and said, we're only inviting the top 20 players in the world to do like a 20 man bracket, like we'd still be in. And that will be this year's Masters. We'd be like, I guess that's acceptable. Like, who would be upset? Phil? Well, Phil? after they sent people out in groups of three last year off front and back tees, it's clear wow. they don't care about the integrity of the term. So I'm just saying, like, Clay's idea isn't crazy, but it's just formatting it to us. It's like, dude, like, this stop exists. it. Um, I mean, for a tournament that where you were so triggered that people went out in threesomes, Tim, you ranked that one pretty highly. And they went out earlier than they should have. Yeah, I mean, there was a but lot if of- had they have gone out earlier, they would not have finished on the day. I, I don't care. Like, I would have preferred to go Monday than monkey around with the tournament. That's me. Uh, I don't yeah. like when things get screwed around with like that. Everyone else seemed to really enjoy it. So all I really want to say is there are people like it doesn't even matter. They don't have a lineup. They don't check apps. They're not making bets. They can watch Corey Connors. Who did he duel in the Sunday? Siwoo. Corey Connors versus Siwoo. And someone else. I forget who it was. Yeah, put on the 2014 Valero. Nobody remembers who won that. No, exactly. The Charlie Hoffman versus Patrick Reed. It's funny. Like that, That's actually almost better for those sorts of tournaments. Like if you threw on like a good one to throw on the week <laughs> after the Masters, like there's a bunch of like good heritage moments. Fantastic. Like you could, th- you could throw on the Kadira yeah. one. You could throw on the one where Snedeker came back on Luke Donald on Sunday. Fjord versus Kisner in a playoff one, I want to say. Yeah, like if you have, and that's what they should be doing. Like don't worry about playing all four rounds of last year's tournament. Just play four straight good Sundays. Pick the best four Sundays from the past 15 years, almost like we're doing right now, and just program it that way. I guess. Yeah, and that still keeps the sponsor of that event their I mean, broadcast. you might get better Thursday ratings by airing last year's final round than you would airing Thursday's round of, like, this year if it was no, I don't think they're airing Thursdays. Or I have no idea. But why wouldn't on. you just do the Sundays? Yeah, I agree. Some, some people are doing things right, and some people are embarrassing themselves. By creating match play brackets? No, not even that. Like, I, I don't want to get off on a tangent. No, but okay, like, listen, we got time. On local Toronto radio, oh, no. they were replaying a Blue Jays game. On the radio? On the radio. No, I get, like, for opening day. Was like, it, like, for TV. the 92 World Series? No, it seemed, like, very recent. It was, like, May 7th of last like year. Some, Blue like, Jays Bichette, lose like, 9-3. Four for four game or something. Like, something cool for And I don't care how great it was. Just... Put anything on the radio. Two guys talking about like how how good or bad this is for the Raptors or, or anything. Debate like how teams come out of this. Like it's yeah, but the that's laziest... a, that part is over now though. Like people have been doing that for three. Okay, weeks. well the laziest... now they're and these people like honestly the people on like local sports radio. 
it'd be one thing if like you and I, and we get to do, I get to pick whatever topic I want to talk about. So I can gear it towards sports, but I can do entertainment. I can do TV. We can do movies. Just... We can talk about general topics. Like these people are directed to talk about sports. And you know these people, they don't fucking know anything about sports. So Fine. it's tough. You're right. But I'm just saying the nuttiest low, laziest thing you can do <laughs> is replay old baseball radio. I watch some of the World Series That's games different. on TV. 92, 93 World Series that they're replaying here. Those catch me. Like, I'll get caught watching it for a few minutes. Uh, you know, Bobby Cox arguing with Joe West about a Jeff Blouser swing. As I told you, like, if you let me put documentaries into our movie list, the 92 World Series video might have made my list. Maybe my favorite movie of all time. Anyhow, I don't know. You're right. And you're killing it, by the way, because even in a time where people do like when events are happening, you're better than everyone else at this. And like maybe you have an unfair advantage because it's like what you do. But now, with, like everyone like doing nothing, you're still killing well, everyone. I appreciate it. I really if uh, that makes any sense. I, I, some people have gone to places that I don't know. Can't even, there's, I have no words for it. Th this worked out better for me than most people because we had this dynamic to begin with. I didn't always just do sports. And where I was like a layabout for the first 25 years of my life, I really banked a lot of like pop culture knowledge that it seems like people who watch this show really fall into that demographic. If I had to talk about like anything current, I'd be fucked. But I could just talk about stuff that happened in like the late 90s and I'm all good to go. Hey, we want to talk about like best Bush X songs from 1997. Like I'm your guy. <laughs> okay. I, I will argue the merits of glycerine over machine head, but that's me. Is that one on razor blade suitcase? No, that was on the first one. I digress. Let's get back to the rankings list. So that Spieth one, like he, he crushed everybody. Yeah. Wire I, to wire. I might've made a mistake. 14 and 15 could be swapped for me, but that would still have this near, farther back it was all double digits for the three of us like it was a non-competitive masters but it's an important masters because this is where spieth came onto the scene and if we get into a situation where spieth is no longer good but he's just good at augusta every single year it'd be a really weird dynamic this yeah, is a real chance he could be the freddie couples of 30 years from now absolutely there's no you, you could like make fun of my opinions i don't wouldn't debate that for a second if yeah Although, aren't you the one that said he's cursed here forever because of the magic incident? Yeah. Like you and, say uh, he'll never recover, but now I he's Freddie he'll Couples? Win. He'll never win again. And we saw it two years ago after the Willett collapse. He once again put it in the water on 12 on Sunday. Like, he's he's just never going to win here again, I don't think. But I, mean, I wouldn't even to, take that like bet. Never, I don't even it looks like, like it. It looks like he's never going to win anywhere ever again. So That's it looks an insane like insane take. And the fact that I've got to be the guy to argue how insane that take is, because he might Some be falling. He's just not good. Here's the he thing, though. Okay. In a couple of years. I, I agree in sort of he might be closer to his like actual real, like real world ranking now than ever. That's just my opinion, and in the moment, I'm being proven right. Well, maybe that, this time off is going to help him fix the swing. Maybe. He comes back, he's, he's fire a, again. He, he's a winner in all of this, maybe. He might be a nice bet at the Masters. If the Masters <laughs> is the first event back, for sure, coming out of this. I, all the guys that seem to like it there. That being said, this whole, like, I won't take anyone's speed won't win again bets because we do this thing every week, Pat. 
I see the 50th to 70th best player in the world win a tournament all the time. All the time. Maybe the field's weak. Maybe they just killed it and had a Spethian everything week yeah, maybe they made every making that a triple week. bogey. It was like that week at Travelers when Bubba made 31 of 31 yeah. putts inside 10 feet. He'd never done that before, but he did it that week. And I believe, as much as he's easy to make fun of, like, at some point, there still is so much time for him to fix the triple bogeys while still maintaining his ability to be a shark around the greens. It's a lot his... Like Phil. Where, where but he it is happened right now, way earlier, because Phil was like... Yeah, but Phil fixed that, and then he got two wins. Agreed, but that was so much later in Phil's career yeah. where he sort of just became this, like, insane... 77 or like 64 score right like he was he like how old was he we were doing the show he had already been around for like 25 years yeah i mean speed's not going to reach the level i feel is what like 45 pga wins maybe more to be honest so um so I, I don't know it's weird that we're coming on doing a show i'm the guy like defending speed that's uh i will no that's he's crazy. offended the golf gods too many times he's paying his price probably offended greller too many times by yelling at him yeah it's the way he acts on the course the what he did at the british open what he did at the travelers i'm sorry i'm just i mean everyone ever ever you're the only person who's in the ante what he did at the travelers everyone really enjoyed his moment of sheer adulation i'm with you on you know there's a lot of i guess when you're on tv as much as him the mics are going to catch you there's that Getting part of it, too. Caddy he followed around, like, Billy Marshall the entire time. Like, you'd never want to see him again. Yeah, you might think, he, yeah, what he might say to to his his caddy at times. So we get a lot of that, and a lot of it doesn't come off well at all. That being said, on the complete other side of it, the Travelers thing, 100% legit. Do you also hate Larry Mize because he chipped in? You, you were about to say that was the greatest Masters of all time. He acted like an idiot after he chipped it in. It was the greatest Masters moment of all time, and it was also no. But he ruined it by running around like a moron, celebrating too much. No, I don't even think it's the running around Tim's against. It's that he like threw the rake. Mm Hmm. You shouldn't do that. It's bad form. Okay, but here's the thing: he just hit a knockoff, walk-off chip in a PGA event to win in a playoff. And guess what? There's professionals whose job it is to fix. Like, there's no one playing behind you. I don't. Time for the course to be manicured and. Like, it doesn't harm anyone. He didn't throw the rake. He threw his club. Oh, sorry. Greller might have tossed the rake. In the golf course. I don't like it. Sorry. And I don't think the golf gods liked it either. He's won nothing since. you know who I'm going to... I mean, imagine believing in golf gods. Just gods. Like, you probably want to get that out of your life right now. You're the one talking about pretend curses. So That is is very real. That is, like, proven fact. We We have a long list of evidence for that. It's not just hoping and wishing. Facts, Tim. Science. I will 100% be betting on, I don't care what the tournament is, Bryson in the first event back. You think he'll be the most prepared? This year might also be, Hugh DeWan is costing all these guys a lot of money. But the fact that he's like going through this plan and now it's all like he gets the whole year in the lab. After getting like a little trial run with it, and where it started, we saw it, great things happening, and we were so excited with our like fifty to ones for the Masters 
It should be now. And he's never won before May, except for that time in Saudi Arabia. But on the yeah. PGA Tour, it's been May or later on in so the year. T- you push the Masters back, and, it's Bryson time. And if you get to the point where they come back and it's like, who do you bet on? I know like Molinari's game is totally in a stinker, but you're not going to want to bet on the guys that you know aren't like browbeating the range either. Sure, Sungjae is out there working. Sure, I, I guaranteed he is. And a guy like Bryson is probably like, fine-tuning everything daily. Let's get to the next one. Coming in at number 13 on my list, coming in at number 11 on Jeff's list, coming in, Jeff, at number one on Tim's list, the 2010 Masters. <laughs> The Tiger comeback, the biggest moment perhaps of the last 20 years in golf is Tiger's comeback to the Masters. It was the number one event in sports. That that was the all-Tiger Masters. He had been out of golf for seven or eight months, out of the limelight. Uh, there was no bigger spotlight ever in golf history than on that Masters. He uh, didn't win! None of this He ring. didn't win! He finished fourth, and... The whole world was watching. It was the biggest moment in golf in our lifetime, probably. Was that so. Night. So you're you're basing you're basing your ranking on what you your anticipation for the tournament going into it, not what happened. What would you the say? And and the viewership biggest? was off the chart. Well, Tim, if we wanted to go through this, we would just look at the ratings and rank them that way, wouldn't we? I That's don't not even, what we're doing. This does not register as an all-time great golf moment. This, this is the in, Phil Pine Straw shot from the woods, isn't it? Probably the best shot. Other, It's his shot and Bubba's shot are the two best shots in Masters history. Uh, Tiger was in it to the end. Phil you know, brings his wife, who is sick. They, they embrace on the green. Uh, right after uh, an amazing Tiger win. wasn't in it till the end. He was never within. He, the closest he was in the final round was four shots back of. And again, it was Phil. the Tiger comeback. People seem to forget that was the biggest story in the world of sports uh, in a way that there's just no stories that are even close to as big right now in the last 10 years as that story was that year. Uh, it is criminal not to have that in your top three or four. Because well, it's not. You know what? It's, it didn't even make the top ten of best masters of the 15 in, years. Indefensible on its face. It's a, in, I can't believe you had it at number one. It was a shitty master. I'm it was like, a great just, master. listen, you have done a good job selling it to make me think maybe I underrank this. But but you are, come on, man. Like, I want to say, come on. Like, I think you profoundly misunderstand the importance of that Masters. Tim only has maybe. it ranked one because Phil won. Maybe. By no, the no, way, no, we, we, we know this for sure. Phil's not the reason. The reason is because of Woods and all that surrounded yeah. Tiger Woods. No, no, no. Like, I mean, Tiger Kennedy, has two wins on this list, by the way. This one hurts. Yeah. Oh, man, Westwood could have got this one. Westwood totally could have got this one. I'd have had this one higher if Westwood won. Couples could have won this one. Yeah, this was at Westwood uh, Couples. Yeah, Couples got to two back at one point. KJ was actually tied with Phil. He sure was. But then Phil... Westwood had it on his racket. What's that? Westwood had it on his racket. He was up by a stroke going into the last the last round. Uh, there was... Again, the leaderboard was not just chock-a-block with incredible talent. The whole world was watching. Uh, it was amazing. It was just an amazing... You, you realize event. that people watch the Masters every year, right? They well, how do? did you rank this one? I had it at number 13. It's very well, you had it farther back than me. It's a very uneventful Masters to me. It's the most eventful Masters of our lifetime. Like I would, I would call, like, yes, Tiger came back that year. I would think that Tiger's 2013 was a more like, oh, Tiger's going to win. 
No one but really thought Tiger was going to win this one. In 2013, when he had come back, it, it was like, oh, here we go. Tiger's going to win. Yeah, but it didn't have the buzz that 2010 had. It just didn't. Sorry. Well, I mean, it was a goal. You, was you, a goal got, you got outvoted on this one, pal. So I apparently, that I did. I'm uh, making my case. Yeah, it's, it's a bad case. We, we disagree with this it. This is prisoner of the moment nonsense. People just have forgotten that that was the biggest story in the sports world that year. No one uh, cares about what the story was going into it, Tim. It's well, about the, the it's about the fucking Masters it's that happened the on the TV that, that we what we just talked about how we did the rankings <laughs> and went through how we ranked them, and now you're using totally different criteria to rank this one. I'm using the exact same criteria, and any fair listener will know that I am. Jeff, is this what he said before that we basically ranked it on the final rounds that we're going on? And now he's talking about what happened before the tournament, the buzz that was happening. It happened to be an amazing final round. It too. wasn't an amazing final round. But it's not just on the final. It was, it was everything at once. It was the only time in our lifetime that the Masters was the biggest sports event in the world. And we may never see that again. I, I highly disagree. I would say last year's Masters would be that. And I, had actually, that super highly rated and I had that super highly rated too. But no one would contend that was a bigger Tiger story in terms of just buzz this isn't about the story. the story and the narratives it's about what is the better fucking masters the story and the narrative is a part of what makes the masters the masters that's not otherwise it's just hitting ball, balls around grass uh you know that's just how it is it's about the competitive play and the actual is, watching it is this like whoa here we go no that's my, not what makes my, the my number one is a far more fun and rewatchable one than this one is i just okay well you're listen the thing is, we're allowed to have different opinions. I've made a very strong by, by the rankings, your opinions are wrong. That's uh, why having it thirteenth is it's just criminal. It's just a mistake. That's why this one comes in. It, this, that's why this one comes at number ten on the list. Okay, bad well, ranking. You're list. wrong. Bad it's ranking. ranking. And I will win this ranking. People will agree you're, with you're me. You're not. You're not. People didn't agree with you. Three of us voted, and both of two of us had it outside the top ten. Jeff has already said, "Gee, I wish I hadn't ranked it there." Yeah, but no, I didn't. I said you've done a good job. But selling it but also it's your number one like you better bring a case for it but i don't know i didn't do these with anyone giving me a hard sell and this is how i felt so i can't you know go back on it number nine phil goes back to back on this list phil's 2006 masters i had at number 10 jeff you had at number six tim you had at number seven this one was pretty lackluster as well yeah it's okay Tim slightly Clark, better than average. Tim Clark came in second. It's slightly worse than average, by the way. I, I thought it was slightly better than average. This is the one where like Chad Campbell was making. Mm-hmm. I don't really have much to say about this one either. It was nice to see Phil win a second one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the year, the, the year that the 04 just missed out on being in this list, it probably would have ranked. Highly being Phil's, you know, first win and that yeah. great moment on eighteen. Because I know uh, you had two thousand three ranked really highly, which is actually quite a terrible Masters. I love it because Mike Weir won. I remember watching it with my dad, but that is not a good Masters. Yeah, but it that has, was like, more like a personal sure. thing. And again, I said in the took an X in the playoffs. What's that? Yeah, when the Matisse took an X on their playoff hole. <laughs> in in the all time, like I said, in the ranking all Masters for all time, I couldn't not have like personal things. And being Canadian, that would be in my fifteen favorite Masters results of all time. 
at the back end of that, uh, nonetheless, 06, Phil getting his second. It's a, it's a big achievement to Green Jackets. The narrative, the narrative is really starting to turn. This is all post what being 34 years old. And this it is back to back majors, back to back majors because he won the and about to, of course tragedy is about to strike two months later. But you know it was almost three straight majors. Oh, is, is Wingfoot this year as well? Yes, Wingfoot is uh, two months later, and he had won a Baltus Raw a few months before. So yeah, Phil, this, this was Phil at the height of his powers. Yeah, yeah, and it's a pretty dominating performance. Like he goes in with a. One stroke lead over Chad Campbell and Fred Couples. Fred Couples has a real bad track record on Sunday in like the 2000s. He ends up shooting 71. Phil and Tim Clark shoot like Jose Maria Alathabal ends up storming up the leaderboard, but was never really in contention. Same as Goosen. Tiger just shoots 70 and finishes four back. Like it's, or three back, sorry. Like Phil wins by two. And just even looking at it, he, Phil ends up bogeying 18 to fall from eight to seven. But at that point he had opened up a four stroke lead on the back. Like it wasn't super competitive. It was Phil was in it. And that was kind of the end of it. Mm-hmm. You're giving us a weird look there, Jeff. I hope I like have a typo here, but okay. Maybe. So the next one to finish off this series, number eight on the list is the 2009 masters. I actually had this one at fifth. Um, Jeff, you had it 10th. Tim, you had an eighth. So you hit it right on the number, the 2009. If people don't remember, this is the one where Angel Cabrera beat Chad Campbell and Kenny Perry in the playoff. This Sunday was fun for two reasons. You had all the chasers. Everyone was really, really close. Obviously, going to a three-man playoff would be the one thing. But this is also the number where Tiger and Phil were paired up together. Yeah, I think Phil made the turn at 29 or something. They both, yeah. Phil came out fire, but Tiger was on fire too. And they started like moving up the leaderboard. It was like, okay, here we go. It was one of the few Sundays where like all the way through Sunday, it was highly entertaining. And we get a three-man playoff. And it was sad though, because this was Kenny Perry's big shot and he missed it. And then I think about 2009, what I remember was this is the, the, the major that Kenny Perry didn't win when he had his chance. He was, uh, he was, he was up by two standing on the 17th tee and went bogey, exactly. bogey to force exactly. that playoff. You don't, some guys never get that chance again, right? And this is, this was his Rocco Mediate moment, uh, unfortunately. I just thought it was a highly entertaining Masters. It was. It was a great Masters. This, this would actually be a really fun one to rewatch. And this would be a fun one to put back on TV. Like, they won't do it because Tiger or Phil didn't win because that's what they'll end up doing if they reshow these Masters over Masters weekend. But this would be a fun one, because I feel like people wouldn't remember who won this one if you threw it back on 10 years later. Like, you'll have the people who know everything about the Masters. They'll remember who won. But you're saying, like, if you threw on a tournament, like, your dad could watch it again, be like, oh, yeah, I forget. There's a lot of people that forget would forget what happened at this Masters. Like, if you threw it on and you see Tiger and Phil, like, storming right away out of the gate, they might think it's the year that Phil wins his third one. And the fact that they're replaying it and Tiger and Phil are playing together, so you might be, like, duped into thinking it's for sure them. Yeah. Even though, like, I do remember Cabrera winning one. Replay role. Second. Yeah, this is yeah. second. Second, either second major or second masters. Now that I say that, I shouldn't have said that. I believe it's, yeah. He won, did he win two U.S. Opens? Does no. Have, does he have three majors? No, I believe a US, U.S. Open and a Masters and a playoff Masters loss as well. That's, yeah, I think that's, that's right. what it is. Ranks very highly for me. You know, he's only 50. Wow. Doesn't he seem like he's like 70? 
You could have, so he can just get on Champions. Tour. Yeah, you could. Honestly, I would have thought he could have played there the last ten years. Yeah, he won the two thousand seven U.S. Open, the two thousand nine Masters. And then he lost to Bubba in the playoff. What? Or Adam Scott. He lost Adam Scott in the playoff. That's right. Yeah. All right, I think that will do it for part one. The best, the ranking of the past fifteen Masters. Good, good heated discussion. I like this. That's what I miss about golf. And having actual sports to yell about. Jeff Feinberg, thanks for being here. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at G Feinberg. And if you want to go to the Twitter box and follow someone else, I highly recommend Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That is not my name or Twitter account. It is your Twitter account. No. It tweets about feet and Rex Ryan a lot, in all caps, and Jumbo Jets. It's a very dated uh, Twitter account. I don't think so. Well, it's you. I mean, you're stuck in the past. You identify, like I've mentioned before. You know how, Jeff, in your Twitter profile, you have he slash him next to your name? Tim has he slash senior in his uh, Twitter bio. Okay. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? No, it (laughs) says I'm a he in my Twitter bio. No, it doesn't. (laughs) I'm joking. just, Just jokes around here. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to get into the draw for 20 DraftKings dollars. Share the show around for one thing. That'd be nice. Smash the like button. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me your three least favorite major masters from the past 15 years. You want to get into the draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Sub to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Download a few of the evergreen shows that are up there, too, if you're hurting for things to listen to. We got a lot of stuff up there that's going to stand the test of time. Maybe not the takes, but the content is not going out of date anytime soon. We have a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you enjoy about the Pat Mayo experience, and you'll be in that draw for 100 DK dollars. Thank you all for watching. Remember to tune into part two of this, and I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo experience! Experience!